a lot of people here. <laughs> this is crazy. If you asked me like a year ago, I ever thought I'd be up here doing anything like this, I definitely would have said no. There's no way I would have pictured myself doing this. But I mean, thanks to everybody for coming here. I know it's like a Wednesday. You guys are coming. I'm going to here to skip like two classes for this. I mean, my mom drove down with my best friends Justin, Haley, and Josh four hours from Fresno Beer. Can we just give them a round? I see a lot, a lot of familiar faces here, like especially right here. But for those of you that are wondering who the heck is this guy up here talking to me over the microphone right now, I'm gonna introduce myself really quick. So I'm JJ. I'm a freshman here at LMU, uh, entrepreneurship major, and I don't know what it was, but recently over summer, God just put it in my heart to want to pursue pastoral ministry as my grandpa did, his dad, and his dad, and his dad, and so on and so forth. And, you know, honestly, I love it here at LMU. I've met a lot of great people right here and in the back all throughout here, and I just love this new environment, getting to meet all these new people, be social, and make new friends, especially here at the well. It's been really welcoming, just being invited to a new family almost. And one of the questions I get a lot when meeting new people is, um, what's my tattoo mean right here? My best friend Justin and I actually got this together. We got the same exact tattoo about, I want to say, three months ago? Three months ago, yeah, three months ago. And basically what, I, got a lot of, I get a lot of questions like, what does it mean? What language is that, what does it stand for? So it's Hebrew, I got that because it's the original language of the Bible. What my tattoo stands for is, do you trust me? Do you trust that God is going to deliver you through these hard times? Do you trust that the pain, the struggle you're going through right now is gonna end in something good? That's why we got this. Me and Justin say this to each other all the time. I mean, he crashed his brother's car on a prom night, completely told that he's trying to hide now, he's embarrassed. <laughs> completely told that that's the first thing I told him when I saw him. And that's why I want to structure my message around tonight, this phrase, do you trust me? This concept of placing your trust in God throughout the tough times. And my favorite verse in the Bible illustrates this really well. In the book of James, um, chapter one, verses two to three, it says, consider pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Think about tattoos, I'm gonna talk about tattoos a lot tonight. Think about tattoos, there's split opinions on there. There's two sides of the spectrum. Some people either love them or they hate them. I know some of you probably asked your mom, hey mom, I'm gonna get a tattoo. And she goes, oh, Johnny, that's great. So where are you gonna live if you get it? <laughs> Maybe your grandparents. Grandparents always tell you don't stare, staring is rude. But as soon as somebody walks into the room with a sleeve tattoo, they're acting like they see the second coming of Jesus walking in. They get scared. People just hate tattoos, man. Right? They think they're unprofessional, gross. People believe people who have tattoos are going to hell. Some people think they're punks or thugs. I don't think I look like a thug, but I feel like you'd be the judge of that personally. There's the other side. People who like tattoos, people who think that they're art, who want to tell a story with them. And despite the fear of being judged, despite the stigma around tattoos, they make the choice to mark their body and tell a story despite that risk. They find beauty in these markings. They, it holds weight, it holds, it holds a message in their lives. Who, who in here has a tattoo? Raise your hand if you have a tattoo real quick. What do you have? You got a cross and chest? Maddie, what do you have? I have a sad face and a happy face. Sad face and happy face? Keep your hands raised if you have a tattoo. That's not a lot. We got, what, like 50 people in here? This number is really inaccurate. <laughs> See, you have a tattoo. You got a tattoo? You got a bunch of tattoos. You're getting up. <laughs> and the reason I say this, I'm not just trying to be funny, the reason I say this is because every single one of us, everybody in here, is marked up. 
scarred, written on. Our past, our pain we've gone through, our, our experiences. Maybe that time you got rejected or the time you went through that breakup. Maybe that time you, you lost the important game. Or that time so-and-so died, lost in your life. Every single one of us is carrying around baggage. Everyone here marked up with their own tattoos, their own wounds. So we have, these, we have these important moments in our life that scar us, that damage us, that cause pain. And you might not even know they exist, but those wounds are still there. Like I said earlier, those who get tattoos make the choice to mark their body despite the risk of being judged. They make that conscious choice. Well, what about when something happens in our life that we didn't choose to happen? Something we never could have imagined happening. I want to talk about a sensitive topic tonight that I've personally been affected by, and I assume a number of you have as well. I'm going to be talking about your battle scars. See, in life, life, life's tough. We all know life's tough, right? You're going to, you're going to get, you're going to get a lot. You're going to feel a lot of pain. You're going to end up with a lot of scars in Physically, emotionally, mentally, psychologically, emotionally. I think I said that twice. <laughs> Definitely said that twice. Some of these scars are worse than others. Maybe, maybe your girlfriend left you. Maybe family member passed away. Maybe you didn't get into your dream school. Maybe you want to go to Ivy League, USC, UCLA. You're here. <laughs> <laughs>
sparring, the smartest guy named George. George hits me with an overhand right. Right in the chin, clean. Stumble back, blackout. My vision was blurry for about two hours, I think. Worst concussion I've ever had. Ended any hopes I had of avenging my coach. My mom's here right now. She's never heard me say this. She doesn't even know this concussion happened. This is the first time she's been hearing this. <laughs> <laughs> September 2018, I get grounded. My mom takes away phone, car, no going out, no free time. Anybody here ever get grounded and felt like you got the worst punishment known to man? Yeah? Yo, I got that. She also sent me to church. She said, JJ, you and your cousin gotta go to church now. You guys are going to youth group. I was like, can't you just like give me 25 to life or something like that? I don't go to church. I hated youth group growing up. Let me tell you, I did not like it. Then I went. Guess what? I still made it. I kept going and going, and eventually I wasn't I wasn't getting forced to go. I just kept going. I don't know if it was habitual or someone was drawing me there. But then eventually, I went to I went to a Hume Christian camp this last January. My friend Josh and I, on January 12th, that night we both decided we want to give our life to Christ. Anyway, Josh, Josh, stand up right now. And then on May 1st, 2019, 8.38 p.m., these two guys are here baptized me into my new life in Christ. Can we just give them a round of applause? <laughs> I shouldn't be here. I got through all the dirt. I got through all the crap. And here I am. Now, that makes no sense. What I didn't realize about this entire time was that God was there the entire time. I pushed him away, though. I didn't have faith that then. I fell out of my faith. I grew up in the church, but I fell out of the time. I don't know what it was. I just didn't feel like God cared for me. And if he was, if he was even there, I wasn't sure if he was even there. I don't know what it was. But I still got through it. I got through the dirt. I got through the crap. Right, here I am now. Who would have thought that when a year ago, I wasn't a believer, I wanted to kill myself, that I'm up here now preaching the word of God. How does that make sense? How is that logical? I shouldn't freaking be here. A year ago, I was empty. And now I'm full. I'm full of passion, purpose, and belief. God is great, and he can't tell me otherwise. God has a plan for you through the hard times, through the bad times. If he has something good for you waiting at the end of the tunnel, you can't tell me that. You can't tell me otherwise. I got bulletproof belief in that now. See, I didn't realize that God was in the shadows the entire time, waiting. He was loving me, waiting for me to love him back. Waiting for me to embrace, waiting to give me his gifts. He was asking me that question. Do you trust me? Do you trust me? Book of James, chapter 5, verse 15 says, And the prayer offered in faith will make a sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they'll be forgiven. Brokenness can only be healed through full reliance on God. We, we ask ourselves all the time, how can I get out of this mess? What can I do to get out of this? What are we supposed to do to get out of this? What can I do? But when we place all responsibility on ourselves, all that brings is fear, anxiety, worry. 
When we trust in God, when we trust in God's greatness, all will be well. It's funny, I mean, the dorms here are super ugly, right? I live in Doheny. That's not the best I can Yeah, Doheny gang right there. It's ugly. So say you want to order like a poster or like some elegant lights to make it like a spice level. We trust, they say we order that on Amazon. We trust that's going to come on time, it's going to be exactly what we want. We trust if we're watching David Blaine, some magician, he's going to do something cool and like he's going to pull out, he's not going to die, try to swallow a sword or something. We trust that the food in the lake is going to be just as awful as it was yesterday. <laughs> try to go out alone. 
It's what happens when you self-medicate. It's what happens when you push God away, when you seek shelter and take living in Christ. You believe. The tattoos that you have are a part of you. They're not going away. They're an important part of your story. They're an important part of you, but they don't define you. Your scars don't define you. Only God's love defines you. You can't make them heal. This isn't going to just go away one day. But God can make them heal. God's working for you. He's working through you to heal you. And God will use you to be a bit of others. Think of, think of the hard times you've gone Think of the hardships you face, the traumas you've gone through. You've gone through them. There's a million other people going through them right now that need your help. If I never, if I never got my concussion, if I never had my boxing coach die, if I never went through that relationship, I wouldn't be able to help other people going through that right now. I wouldn't be up here talking right now if that didn't happen. The scars aren't going to just disappear though. I'm not just going to wake up one day with my forearm completely bare. But despite having a giant seven inch scar on my forearm, I see the beauty in it. It me. It's a story of where I came from and where I am now and the journey throughout it all. The good times, the bad times, and the beauty of it all. All of us have scars. None of us are perfect. Nobody in this perfect. But let them be your perfect imperfections. You may not understand today, you may not understand tomorrow, but eventually, God will reveal why you went through what you did. That's what I'm going to come up right now. To wrap this up, I, I want you to know that God is behind you. God's sitting there and God's asking you, do you trust me? Do you trust that he'll deliver you tomorrow? Do you trust that he'll pick you up from the dirt? Do you trust that he will love you? Brother, if Jesus can heal a man of leprosy, if Jesus can make a blind man see, if he can make a lame man walk, if he can make a deaf man hear, God can take care of whatever burdens you can face in your life. You just let go, surrender, unload all your burdens. Maybe you're, maybe you're worrying if you belong here, don't you? Haven't found a home yet. Maybe you're struggling to find happiness in the environment. Maybe, maybe school is you stress out. You want to quit. Just let go. God's there, and He's asking you that question. Do you trust me? God, I trust you. Say it with me again. God, I trust you. When you get that phone call, you've been dreading. God, I trust you. When you feel like you're going to fail that class and you want to give up, God, I trust you. When it feels like you've been dealt every bad hand, God, I trust you. When you get knocked down and you don't want to get up and you want to quit and you feel like life's giving you every bad blow, God, I trust you. Power has a pressure. 